Welcome to Stadium View Podcast with Andre Etchison, Isaac Romero, and James Barr. James is not with us today, but we will continue on with the podcast. We have a great show for you today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Stadium View Podcast. Once again, that's at Stadium View Podcast. Is there any topics you'd like to see be discussed here on the show? So let's get started. We're going to start with the NBA. Starting with the Denver, Denver Nuggets upset against the Los Angeles Clippers in Game 7 of Western Conference semifinals. They lost 104-89 after being down in the series 3-1. This is the second straight series that the Nuggets have come back down 3-1 to win 4-3. The Nuggets will face the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Was this more of the Clippers losing the series or the Nuggets winning the series? Dre, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm gonna say it was it was more so the Clippers losing this series. Um, uh, Clippers had them; <laughs> they had them three-one. I'm not the guy to, to laugh at the three-one jokes being a Warriors fan, but um, I mean they were right there. Um, you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the same team, and you know pairing two stars together like that, you would automatically assume that they're gonna at least get to the Western Conference Finals. To play, the, to play the Lakers, but I mean, they've shown that they're really just not connected as they showed us throughout the entire season. Um, it was it was a terrible thing to watch. Uh, it was it was unexpected to say the absolute least. I mean, I didn't think. I think at one point in time they they were by twenty points. Uh, it was it was it was just sad. I, the, the Clippers gave up five first round draft picks for. For play, uh, Paul George or playoff P, as he calls himself, um, and I think mainly you really have to blame him because Kawhi Leonard can't show up every game. I'll give him, you know, he he can give me a few faulty games, especially just coming off of a championship. You don't really have much to prove, you know. You had a long year. Uh, Paul George got sent home by Damian Lillard. I thought that he would have got the shoulder surgery, went home and, and thought about everything, but. Apparently that wasn't the case. He 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 hit the side of the rim uh, at one point in time in the game. Like he couldn't buy a bucket, and this has been a long time coming. Um, people have put him in that superstar category because of what he's done in Indianapolis. Excuse me, Indianapolis so many years ago. But after watching this, I I, I got to demote Paul George strictly to an All Star. Uh, I don't I don't think he is a key to a championship winning team. And honestly, I don't even I don't even see him. I don't see him staying on this team. Like if I was a part of the Clippers organization, I would deal with him. Um, it's that's that's crazy to, to bomb on a stage like that, especially when you have a lead like that. And coming to a team that already was doing pretty well without both of them, like this is I don't see I don't know what the excuse is, and I really don't see that there is one. Isaac, do you agree? Yes, I agree. 120 million percent. The, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna bet on the Clippers again. This franchise is cursed. Uh, they they don't have the winning attitude. Um, but I blame the coach. I blame Doc Rivers. I think he should have circled the wagons better. I think he should have sat some players down. Definitely should have sat. Uh, pandemic, pandemic. Uh, Paul George. Ain't no playoff fee. He's pandemic George. Mm-mm. He's not, and he's mentally weak. Everyone knows that. He's he's not. He's never gotten it done. 
But your job as a coach is to light a fire under their butts. And to me, Doc Rivers is a player's coach. He's not really a, uh, a X's and O's. He's not drawing up new plays. He's more of a player's coach. And that can bite you to me in the playoffs when you need someone to motivate you to drop a play or have the guts to sit him to sit a player down. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have uh, lemon pepper wings. Um, what's the name? Lou uh, Will. Lou Will. I would have started him. It is what it is. At this at this stage of the game, you have to pull all the stops. And to me, Doc Rivers needs to go. They need some some a new coach. They need a a a, a coach where he's going to demand more of his players. Maybe a hard nosed coach. Um, who knows? You know, because I think a change is definitely needed. But once again, this team, you know, it's going to be broken up. Who knows if they sign Harrell back? Um, We'll see. But definitely to expect Paul George not to be Paul George, I think it's a little silly. I think I sent you the Instagram meme saying, his actual post on Instagram saying, I don't know why you're all thinking about me. I'm not thinking about you. <laughs> to me, that that just says a lot to me where he's, he doesn't want to accept the fact that, you know, he's not, he's not, to me, he's not a franchise player. He's a, like he said, an all-star, but franchise, no. You can't put the, the team on his back. And I think at the end of the day, he's not going anywhere. I think uh, they want to give this, this thing one more year. I think definitely they need to look into a new coach, in my opinion. Somebody that Kawhi Leonard is more comfortable with um, and somebody that can uh, just be a little more hard-nosed. Because to me, Doc Rivers... This is not the first time he's 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 lost uh, a three-one lead. So definitely, I think a new coach would would uh, would spice things up. But definitely, it was the Clippers losing this series flat out. Um, they the team chemistry wasn't there. It looked like they were just doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, the players weren't talking. Um, they just lost lost steam. I mean, they they lost the the. The chemistry, I didn't see it there. And they looked exhausted. I think they just wanted to leave. You know, not a lot of people speak about what this pandemic, the bubble is doing to these players. They miss their families. They miss their lives. And maybe they just, they don't see it worth it. Um, And that could possibly be it too. But you're paid to win a game. And they obviously didn't uh, win it and they didn't show up. So they definitely lost to the Clippers. Can I can I add one more thing before we uh, go on to the next subject? So um, uh, a buddy of mine's uh, my buddy uh, Bobby. Shouts out to you, Bobby. Um, he we talked about uh, Paul George and his demeanor after the game, and we listened to the press conference. And uh, I think it's very very smart to note and, and pay attention to that because I could hear the tonation in his voice. He sounded defeated, and the word excuses comes to mind with Paul George when I think about him and the blunders that he's made over the career or times that he's could have performed better. He always has something to say that this affected it or that affected it. It's never just, okay, I messed up. I'm going to take the responsibility and we're going to get better from here. It's well, to be, to be fair, he didn't mm-hmm. come out with the cast like LeBron did in the finals when he got swept. All of a sudden his arm was broken. I don't, I don't forget about that, but 
That's another story. He didn't, but if you're an all-star, you're coming out shooting four for 16, you might as well come out with a cast on. You might as well. But I, I do want to give Kawhi Leonard some, uh, some of this too. Uh, again, being a Warrior fan, it's not because they're the Clippers, but he went six for 22. And as a guy yeah. who can ring, like I just said, who played no back-to-backs, Kawhi did not play any back-to-back games, and he had an extra three-month break. So to come out shooting six for 22, when you know that you're coming to a team and you need to be the go-to guy, and you ask for this guy specifically, and again, they gave up five first-round draft picks for Chris, uh, excuse me, not Chris Paul, a playoff B and to come out and execute like that in a game seven when you were up 3-1 at a time says a lot. And I think that there's no chemistry on this team. Uh, we've been no. seeing it throughout the year. I think they were specifically built to beat the Lakers, but not didn't take account into anyone else that they were running to, uh, given the fact that they were, they, they were thinking ahead. In my opinion, they were thinking ahead. Yeah, they, they were thinking ahead. They were, they were thinking. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a mess. It was a mess. But that was all. We can, we can go to the next subject. Well, we're going to stick to that subject since the Nuggets are going to play the Lakers. This is going to be their first time playing against each other since the Western Conference Finals in 2009 when the Lakers, led by Kobe Bryant, won the Series 42. Who do you have in the series and what's going to take to win the West? Uh, Isaac. I'm going to take the Lakers. And um, to me, they're the more veteran team. I think this game will go six games, but I, I don't think they have what it takes to beat the Lakers. I think the Lakers right now are, are rested up. And to be honest, I want them Lakers to go to the finals so they can lose in the finals, but that's that's just my own personal thing against uh, LeBron. But nevertheless, I will, I will give the Lakers the nod because they are the number one seat and they know this team very good. And don't be wrong, the Nuggets are a young, exciting team. They have uh, players that are, uh, to me, very underrated. Nikola Jokic comes to mind. Um, you know, they have uh, Paul Mills- Millsap, who's making threes out of nowhere. Where, where, do you, where did that come from? It was, it, it was, everybody was, was raining them that, that last game against the Clippers. So they, they definitely have players. Jamal Murray has come on to his own. I think he's made a statement. Um, and he's definitely uh, ahead of a lot of players in development. You know, he's definitely ahead of Zion, I'll tell you that. Um, but Jamal Murray has, has definitely uh, impressed me. Um, and uh, who knows? They, maybe they can push it to seven, but I think eventually the Lakers will, will be too much. And um, I think the Lakers definitely slow the, the game down and play the half-court offense and wear them down. So I'm taking the Lakers. Okay. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. I think um, I think more than ever, this can go either way. Um, I will say that the Lakers, uh, I'll take the Lakers. It's be a safe bet because betting against, betting against LeBron never works in my favor, ever. And number two, um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Alex Caruso – and Rajon Rondo have been playing great basketball. And I don't know if it's because they've just been playing against teams who have had miscommunication issues or small, like height issues or just inexperience uh, or just fatigue. But what I've been seeing from this team 
I mean, after they came into the bubble playing finicky, like they've 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 tightened it up really good. Um, and I think that this t- this team chemistry is is forming pretty well. But on the on the other side of that coin, um, Denver is a complete team. Uh, they have they have a, a great starting five. They have a great bench. Um, and they they, I mean, they were the second seed last year. So I mean, aside from losing to Portland, like they're hungry. Like they've been there before. They faced adversity, and that's the one thing that the Lakers have not done this year. Um, I think during the Western Conference Finals, there's a lot more pressure to you for you to, to be able to, I guess, get everyone on the same page. And uh, Denver already showed us twice that even on the brink of elimination, that they can come back and win a series. Um, this is the first team that's ever done that two times in a row. Um, they're they look they're looking like the team to beat. But uh, again, I'm not going to bet against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So this should definitely be an interesting series. But I'll say Lakers and I'll take Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven. Seven. All right. Um, on the east on the eastern final end, it's going to be the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And the Miami Heat did defeat the Celtics in overtime game. Um, 117 to 114. Bam Adebayo had a key block on Jason Tatum at the rim in overtime. Do you believe the Heat can win the Eastern Conference? And how much pressure is on Boston to win Game Two, Dre? Um, I think all the pressure is on Boston. Um, Miami Heat has a has a great team, uh, top to bottom. Uh, they have veterans in Andre Iguodala. Uh, Goran Dragic, uh, Jimmy Butler, and they have young players like Kendrick Nunn, and, uh, Bam Adebayo, um, who is uh, like performing well above what I thought that he was going to do coming into the season. Um, they all look to be on the same page, and they have consistent shooters in Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Those two dudes are the East yeah. Coast Flash Brothers. They look absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is a really good team. Um, I, I love Jason. I love Marcus Smart. I love Kimba Walker. Um, but I think that I think Miami, uh, with Eric Spoelstra and Pat Riley, have been here before. I think they're yep. perfect coaches to, to to walk you guys through it. Um, I believe that they believe in the system. Obviously, that it's it's working. They took down the number one seed. I don't see why they can't beat Boston. Um, yeah, I got Miami and I got Miami in six. Are those going to be tight games, all six of those? Okay. Uh, can you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. Are the games going to be close? Yes, they're definitely going to be close. Uh, they're, they're not going to be, they're, they're not gonna win by a lot. They're, they're going to be very close competitive games. Boston is a fighting team. They have absolute talent. Um, hopefully they don't make me eat my words. This, this can, also can go either way. But I do believe all games will be close, yes. Isaac, what's your opinion? I'm taking the heat. I think uh, Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, Hmm. is hungry. I think he's made a stamp on this team. I think the team believes in him. I think if you compare uh, Jimmy Butler to, you know, Paul George, the team don't believe in Paul George. I think you saw the team just, you know, the Clippers just, you know, watch him sink. And, you know, I don't think nobody ever told him, hey, just drive to the – to the rim and, you know, get contact and, you know, go off that way. But, you know, it's not about the Clippers no more. But I'm, I'm going with the Heat. I think, you know, Jimmy Butler, like I said, uh, 
you know, they got Iguodala on there. They have, you know, none. They got a bunch of good players, you know, veteran players. And you have the old veteran, uh, you know, the old dinosaur, you know, Haslam. You, you, Dennis Haslam on that team. And he, he, he'll be out there in a walker shooting, but he's out there getting a couple of rebounds. So you definitely have a veteran presence team out there that, that is proven and is hungry and it's hot. And I'm going to take them. And to me, a team like the Heat, uh, playing, the, playing in the – and the bubble, I think, has an advantage. I think if, if you would have had this in a regular playoffs, maybe it'd be a little different because, you know, all the, the, the traveling and all that takes a toll. But th- this team definitely looks, they look like they're on a mission. They look like they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not stopping. Um, I, I definitely think the Celtics, though, are going to put up a fight. Um, but I, I can see it's going seven games. And it's going to be a very interesting series. Um, uh, to me, uh, barring any freak accident or injury, or COVID in this case, uh, the, the Heat will take this game, this series. And each of these games will be close, uh, maybe uh, over time again. Um, but I don't see no blowouts. Um, I think these two teams are, are have a have a uh, idea how both each, each of them play and they, they know each other's strengths, and I think it'll definitely be a test for both of these teams. But the Heat will eventually come and uh, win the series. All right, we'll see if it's a Laker-Heat final at the end. We're going to move on to football, and we're going to talk about the following week one of the NFL season. It's finished um, this week, finished on Monday. Um, can you guys give us a, one team each that had performance and one team that had the worst performance? So one that had the best performance and then one that had the worst. Isaac? You know what I'm thinking. Give me the worst team. To me, that disappointed me the most was America's team, the <laughs> Cowboys. That's right, JB. I've been waiting all week to say this. That's not fair. He's not here to defend himself. I'm calling it out. Um, the Cowboys, to me, are the biggest disappointment. Why? Because they've had, the, to me, the better talent they had uh, on paper. They look, um, you know, everyone was raving about um, uh, the rookie, Lamb. And he, he, he showed flashes of, of greatness. Um, but to me, that line was getting obliterated by, uh, by that big bull, um, 99 by the, the Rams. Um, tell me, Donald, right? Yeah, Donald, there you go. He was, he was getting uh, the old line was getting thrashed by Donald, and it was showing he was he was throwing these old linemen like they were ragdolls, and mm-hmm. he was keeping the pressure on on, on, on the quarterback. And, and to me, I think. Was a lack of adjustment. I didn't see anything from the 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 coach um, to to to, uh, to counteract that, you know. And some of those calls, you know, to me were uh, the the touchdown um, that was. I'm, I'm sorry, the interception that Goff threw. Uh, he got he got stalked in the face. Literally, he got forearm to his face. The refs missed that. Um, so to me, that that didn't really, you know. To me, they, they, they give him that one. But uh, overall, to me, the, the Cowboys, in my opinion, uh, 
losing uh, the D lineman. Um, to me, I think the defensive line um, should be the focus. I, I, I hear a lot of uh, Cowboys um, fans saying that, you know, the free safety this, you know, sign, sign so-and-so. No, to me, I think the mistake was not fortifying that defensive line. Um, but to me, there was disappointment. And I think the badge they wear as America's team uh, should should be stricken because they haven't won anything since since I was in uh, third grade. But you know, I enjoy the losing, and anytime the Cowboys lose, I'm happy. So, saying that, the surprise team to me um, would have to be the Jaguars. I picked them, you know, and I am a Jaguars fan, believe it or not, since 1995. You know, um, it was almost like an accident because I was a fan because of my brother-in-law. That was, a, you know, I was introduced to, to football when I was like eight. So, and he, that was his team. And, you know, I've had a, a loose association with them just because that was the first team that I would watch, you know, as, as far as, you know, he's, I think NFL Sunday ticket came out like in 95 and he was one of the first people to have him to have an NFL Sunday ticket. So he'd watch all the games. So, you know, that was his team. So I'm like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they won. They beat the, the Colts. And to me, that, that's the, the surprising team because they gave away uh, all their players, including the cheerleaders, the equipment guy, everybody. Um, and they, they, they pulled it off. Minshew came out and he performed. So, to me, that, that was a big surprise. Dre, you're – so whoever was the worst team for you and your surprise team. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to agree with Isaac on this. And the Cowboys came out there, came out there looking sad. Uh, I mean, they, they rallied back a little bit, rallied back a little bit at the end, but uh, it's the disappointment that comes with being America's team, especially right now with 2020, just it's extends it to a whole new height. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta give it to the Cowboys. Um, well, that hasn't been Corona for 20 years plus years, so it hasn't. It but even with the Corona, it's just making it worse. <laughs> It's definitely making it worse. Uh, I, I, I loved how the Saints came out. I was very much looking forward to this Tom Brady-Drew Brees matchup. And the uh, Saints did what I thought they were going to do. I, I, I like the way that they looked for sure. I do. All right. Um, going into week two, uh, there's three good matchups that we want to focus on and then one bad matchup that we'll focus on as well. The first one is the Washington at Cardinals. The second one's going to be the Patriots at Seahawks. And the last one stays at Raiders. Give me, are you guys ready? Washington football team, or the Redskins, but we'll call them Redskins, over the Cardinals, even though I like their quarterback, that young bull can play. But uh, give me the Washington Redskins. Their defense is ferocious. Uh, their defensive linemen are just are mauling players and just destroying them. So give me them. Give me the Seahawks. Seahawks will look good. They, they put on a show. And give me the Saints to upset the Raiders. To me, the Saints uh, have too much firepower. They're, they they can put on a show, and I don't like the Raiders either. So <laughs> um, that's not important. Uh, give me the, the Saints just because just, just they, they have that firepower. And uh, I'm, I'm being uh, – 
I'm going to try to be as objective as possible when it comes to uh, every other team besides the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but yeah, give me the give me those teams. Okay. So, um, so this week I think I'm going to take I think I'm going to take the Cardinals over Washington. Uh, I do love the Cardinals the Cardinals quarterback, even though I still think he should have played baseball. But that's okay. That's me. Um. I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I'm gonna go with the Patriots over the Seahawks. I could be wishful thinking, but I like the way that Cam was out there uh, connecting with everybody. Cam connected with Julian Edelman, looked nice. Uh, he had a couple of drives. He was looking good. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this team will shape up. And I'm gonna take the Saints over the Raiders because I mean, just because the Raiders moved to Las Vegas doesn't mean the Raiders still aren't the Raiders. Right. They they stay they stay in the trash can. Um, they stay where they're gonna be. As, as soon as um, as soon as Cam stops losing games, he can't be wearing those goofy outfits, you know. But as soon as, if he's winning them, you know, keep keep wearing those uh, uh, whatever the hell he wears, those hats and leotards and polka dots, whatever he wears. Um, as long as he wins, he can wear them. Let him do it. You got to feel good in what you wear. You know, it's just part. It's part of the outfit. You got to let him. Well, let him well, when he starts losing, he got to give all that clothes back to his wife. <laughs> They're called rompers, just two. <laughs> so, the team that's going to be the worst matchup, or the week, the teams that will be playing against each other considered the worst matchup, is the Bengals at Browns. Isaac, who are you picking in this worst matchup, and why? I don't know, because both of these teams are horrible. The Bungles, as I like to call them. The Browns are just horrible. They, to me, I, I do not believe in um, uh, the quarterback. Uh, to me, I think he's overrated. To me, he's not. I don't know. I don't believe. I don't. I don't see it. Um, but if I can pick any team, well, I'll, I'll pick the Bengals. I just can't do the Browns. Um, don't don't get me started on Odell Beckham. Um, those shenanigans he, he pulls. Uh, and I'm not talking about on, on the field either. Um, give me the Bengals. I don't want to be any. I don't want to be associated with anything with um, Odell Beckham. Dre. Okay. Um, this week. This week. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to agree with them on Baker Mayfield. Uh, I do not think uh, Baker Mayfield should be the quarterback for Cleveland. I think he's undersized. No. Um, I think he's. I don't want to say crazy overrated, but he definitely is overrated. Um, I I just don't think he's the guy for him. Um, and I'm I'm gonna bet against Cleveland. I have my own personal history with that. Um, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, Burrow, Burrow look good. Burrow look real good. I, I like yeah, I like him. And he's like five inches taller too, so yeah, he's over the lineman. Yeah, he, <laughs> he definitely can. I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals. All right, so. Let's move on to our favorite part of the day, uh, right on and way off. We're, this is where you guys are gonna be asked the question. Simple, it's either right on or it's way off. Uh, let us know your answer after the question. First question is gonna be, the Celtics and Heat will have another overtime game. Dre, right on or way off? I'm gonna say right on. I think this series between these two young teams are gonna be very competitive. Um, for everything that Miami has in intellect, Boston has in firepower and sheer will to right. combat that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is going to be a great series. I think this could be the best series, uh, the best series that we've seen so far in the bubble. I'm very excited for it. Right on, Isaac. Right on. This team, these two teams are each other's necks. They know each other. Um, you might see Jimmy Bucket swing on a couple of guys. Um, he, he's that tenacious. Um, but right on. These te- these teams are are definitely going to put on a show and are going to be the exciting, more exciting to me than the Lakers and uh, Nuggets, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, these, just, these teams have, uh, know each other uh, way too, um, too well, and they're, they're going to put on a show. Some other Laker, other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis, will finish a game leading the Lakers in scoring. Right on or way off, Isaac? No, way off. Um, leading them in... Uh, Carrying their bags, probably, but not in points. Um, the teams live and die by those two players, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, you, you will get players who contribute. I, um, you might see a Rondo show up. You might see um, Kuzma might even uh, might even score maybe 25. Um, but these two players have to, uh, LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis, have to be the catalyst, have to be the, um, the, the players to lead the team. Um, that's, that's, the, that's why they got them. They gave away, Lakers gave away half of the cheerleaders and, and first round picks and, and Lonzo Ball and the rest of those guys to, uh, to get him. So he better produce, and he will. Um, I think, to me, the biggest obstacle for the Lakers were the Clippers. And obviously, they, they're, they're out there fishing and uh they're not they're not they're at home so uh way off when it comes to this question they no other i don't see no other player scoring Dre, do you agree um i 100 percent agree um at no point in time did the lakers get constructed so that someone other than lebron james and anthony davis could lead that team in scoring um, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis can't get it going, the Lakers are not winning that game, point blank period. Um, I don't think that you're going to see another game with Rondo shooting fadeaway threes or consecutive threes at all. Um, he's definitely going to play make good people op- open opportunities, but I don't see I don't see a series of this magnitude heading into the championship that anyone else aside from LeBron James or Anthony Davis having full control of the basketball and pulling it at whim. Um, LeBron's going to yell at you. He's going to publicly humiliate you. And if you have something to say about it, you're gone the next year. So nobody's yep. crazy. Man. No. No. Don't talk about his hairpiece either. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Right on our way off. The Lakers will hold Nikola Dokic from getting a double-double. Dre, right on your way off. Way off, um, Jokic is a walking triple-double, a walking triple-double. Um, yes, sir. I don't think that Anthony Davis – Anthony Davis is a, is, a, is a tremendous defensive player, but Jokic is also a tremendous offensive player as well. Um, right. I think he matches up with people with the same size as him, uh, and he can create his own shots, which is what really makes him special. He can facilitate the ball. He has great court vision, and he's a fighter – on the rebound, I don't. I think that Anthony Davis is going to have his hardest matchup yet so far in the bubble. 
Um, and I think that watching these two play against each other is going to be a spectacle, a, a really good spectacle. But I don't think you can stop him from getting a triple-double. No way. He's been doing it all season. There, there's no way no one's going to stop that. Way off. Isaac? Uh, way off. Like you said, Jokic to me is, is a solid player. He's he's very he is very his skills are underrated in my opinion. He handles the ball pretty good as a big player. He's he does he's not nervous out there. I I, I studied him a little bit, watching him the, the, the night, and he's just he's smooth and he's sure of himself. And and I think that's what you need in the playoffs. A player that uh can the triple threat. He can shoot it, shoot up a little jumper, or he can um drive and distribute and, and that leaves players like Paul Millsap open for wide open threes and uh, it was evident at the last game where Paul Millsap was pulling up and just like wow okay and then of course you have your, your usual suspects and uh, uh Jamal Murray um uh showing up and uh and uh and it only helps him um and it's shown um all the attention gets uh gets focused on uh, Nikola Jokic and then you get Jamal Murray open and it, it only, um, um, you know, PJ Dozer, you know, and uh, uh, Mason um, Pumley uh, can can also give you uh, uh, a couple of buckets here and there. And all that does is is definitely um, um, open up the floor for other players. And, and to me, he is the, the, the centerpiece that makes it happen just because of his versatility and um, when Popovich schemes for you in the play in the Olympics, you're a good player. Um, Popovich is, is a very serious coach, and if if he thinks you're 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 gonna be a problem, that speaks magnitude to me. And 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 it was evident in the Olympics a couple of years back where, uh, you know, uh, Popovich had to, um, you know, when the Team USA had to play them, he was one of the players. He was the focal player that they focused on when it came to. Uh, I think he played with Serbia, one of the e the Eastern European teams, but um, uh, way off. Yeah. Baker Mayfield will lose his starting job before getting another coach before another coach gets fired in Cleveland. Isaac, you know what? At first, I was gonna say right on, but I'm gonna say way off, and here's why: Cleveland likes celebrities. The city of Cleveland, uh, to me, is a very, a very, uh, respectfully, a very, uh, uh, it's a city that, that loves stars and treasures its players, you know. Uh, they, when LeBron left, they, they burned all the jerseys, and then when he came back, all was forgiven. Um, and they, they hold on to these players like they're, you know, I, I think to me they they love a little too hard. You know, and if if it was a, if uh, I'll put it this way, if Cleveland was a girlfriend, she'd be the one that was obsessed with you. You know, they they so I'm gonna say way off. I think they'll fire the coach before they get rid of him. Dre, do you agree with the girlfriend analogy? Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with the with the girlfriend analogy. Uh, it's, it's the one that's uh it's a little too clingy, but you know you're just not gonna let it go because you can't. Um, it's it's proven. Um, Cleveland is respectfully dry. I guess it's the safest way to put it. Um, at, at least 
at least uh, championship wise. I don't, I don't, it's not a destination that players want to go to and play. It's not an environment that is notoriously known for having the best chemistry. It's just not the, that that franchise is just busted from the top down. Oh, yeah. If, um, if Odell Beckham can get away with those shenanigans he's been pulling lately and nothing happens to him, yeah, they they don't care. I mean, but it's like you can't do better than who are you going to get aside from Odell and Baker in Cleveland? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, not, it's just not a setting where you can build a championship chemistry. I think that uh, I got to agree with you, but I think that if, if Baker Mayfield got another season of doing what Baker Mayfield has done, you got to get that guy out of here. You ha You absolutely have to. Um, and if they don't, it would be the most Cleveland thing that I've seen. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, last question. Tampa Bay Bucks will have a better record than New England Patriots at the end of the season. Right on or way off, Isaac? I'm going to say way off. The NFC South is a very, very hard division. I think Brady got away with mediocre franchises like the Bills and the god-awful Dolphins, who are, who are, you know, on on the rise now, but, you know, they, they were horrible. Um, the Jets, don't get me starting the Jets, the whole butt fumble and um, Sa uh, Sanchez, you know, running to the, uh, his own player and fumbling. So for all these years, I think as good as Brady has, he's never faced adversity in his division like he's doing now. Um, yeah, but you have Atlanta, who's Who's, who's can be dangerous? You got you know, and then you have the Carolina Panthers, who almost pulled off on a, a, the victory on on Sunday against the Raiders. And the Raiders, you know, they they had firepower too. So um, it's going to be a very hard division for him. So I'm going to say uh, way off. I think um, I think the Patriots will. Um, We'll have the better record, um, even with Cam Newton's horrible um, uh, fashion statements. Um, I think uh, Tom Brady uh, will will make the will make the playoffs, but it's not going to be your, uh, you know, two losses. You know, the, I, I see I see him having maybe four losses, maybe five, maybe even being a wild card team, um, just because the chemistry is still building there. Uh, Leonard Fournette was did not show up. On uh, on Sunday, he looked lost out there, and um, they they still have time to gel. And Brady will demand greatness from them. You you see him yelling at, at the players, and um, they they will step it up because uh, a leader like Tom Brady does demand um, professionalism. He does demand a lot of his players, and those players are getting adjusted. So definitely. Dre, do you agree? Right on or way off? I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say way off. Um, I believe that if this Clippers series has taught us anything, and I'm gonna go back to dumping on the Clippers because that was a trash performance for a team that was supposed to just perform way better than what they did. Uh, I think that if you take Tom Brady and Gronk and implement them into this system, uh, that's cool to have stars, but I think that it's history has proven that you need time for stars to gel on a team. Uh, I don't think that you can just put them somewhere and expect the same greatness that you've been getting out of him in a completely different division on a completely different team without without the coach that they have. Now, I think that you can take, and it's been proven that Bill Belichick can get any player from anywhere and make him perform to the best of his abilities. Um, I do not think that Cam Newton is an exception. I think that Cam Newton is the most 
perfect player to actually get put in that system and shown how great of a coach Bill Belichick is. Um, I think the Patriots are going to perform exceptionally. I think that you can get him and put him into the ecosystem and make him a part of what we had or that championship uh, dynamic, I guess, and have him fill the void and do the same thing they always been doing. Like Bill Belichick is a phenomenal coach, and that system is amazing. Surprisingly, Cam is having fun out there. You see him dancing yeah. around and being goofy, and uh, Belichick's giving him that freedom. And I think as long as he's winning, like I said, Belichick will put up with those goofy outfits and uh, leotards and all that, and he will, you know. And Cam, to me, uh, it looks like he's happy. And that's and that's a, a player to me that's productive. Uh, looking at Brady at the end of the game, he obviously wasn't happy. He looked frustrated at times in the game. Uh, and I, I think he's obviously adjusting now. And uh, it's going to be a good uh, – it's going to be a good test to his legacy how he does here because Montana went to the Chiefs and couldn't get it done. You mm -hmm. had other players uh, move to different teams. Um, and, you know, you get uh, – uh, you know, even though Montana did go to the playoffs, he just wasn't the same player just because it's a different – scheme um uh so uh it'll be interesting to see him uh how the season goes on concludes this week's episode of stating the podcast thank you for joining in and listening to our show make sure to follow us on instagram our title page is stating view podcast again stating view podcast until next time be safe and be safe. later